Albert, I need a podcast. Hello, thank you for joining us today. This is the Albert and Anita podcast. Uh, our first podcast ever, because Albert uh, wanted to podcast with his friends, in case you guys haven't heard Barely Coherent. They haven't gotten together for a few weeks, and Albert's getting angsty. Yes, so yes we, I am. We're podcasting, and we brought our special guest. His name is Nick. He's our special friend. Sup? <laughs> <laughs> and... Thank you for joining us. Uh, today, we are talking about something uh, a lot of people are talking about right now, which is the Black Panther movie. And the reason we're talking about it, which pushes forward, is because <laughs> we have friends who have very differing opinions on the movie and seem to have missed the mark on what the movie is about. I mean, there's all kinds of I mean, Yeah, everyone has their opinion on the movie. So we're going to give ours and why we think... It's a good movie overall, especially as a standalone in the MCU. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Albert, did you like it? I liked it a lot, too. Nick? Nick? Yeah, it was a good movie. It was a good yeah. movie. It, it was a good movie. Um, so where do you want to start on this? Oh, before we continue, uh, intro music is by dsound.com. They have royalty-free music. Go check it out. Yeah. And all right, now on to the rest of the show. Well, let me start, Albert. What what are your your thoughts on the movie? Why did you like this movie? I like the movie because it's one of the few movies in the MCU that is really good as a standalone. A lot of the MCU, especially in the second phase, dealt a lot with tie-ins. Like, how does this tie into the the next movie? How does this tie into the rest of the Infinity War saga, which I cannot wait for? Side note. And this one didn't have an Infinity Stone. It didn't have any tie-in. You could watch this movie without watching Civil War and get a good feel of who Black Panther was because they gave the good flashbacks of, here's my dad. He's the king of a country. He's at the UN. There's an explosion that happens. He dies, and now I have to take over. Mm-hmm. And then that's where it leads into it. That's why I liked about it because you don't need the rest of the MCU to enjoy this movie. It was a good movie. How about you, Nick? Yeah, I like that it was. Um, I mean, it dealt with like. I mean, you didn't need to. You, you didn't need to watch Civil War, but it did deal with, like with a lot of aftermath of the Civil War, like T'Challa's father dying, and all that. So I mean, like that's where uh, you know why T'Challa's father da- died. So I mean, it was it. Would, it was a good standalone. Like it did tie in with the rest of the MCU, and it did have ties. But like you could watch the movie and enjoy it by itself. Um, and. It, Kind of broke away with the uh, broke off of the uh, regular form formula that Marvel has been doing with uh, with the rest of their movies. It's a new take on their and uh, a new direction that they're going in. Yeah, that's true because a lot of the MCU is, especially with the introduction of Ant Man and the Guardians of the Galaxy, like humor is a big point in a lot of the MCU movies. Besides, you know, Winter Soldier didn't have any humor in it. Civil War didn't have any real humor in it. But the last few, like but Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, those were those were more enjoyable, I think. Yeah, they were more enjoyable, especially Thor Ragnarok. Like, I think that was one of the funniest movies in the MCU outside of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. It was hilarious. That one was a good comedy. I, I don't know if it was a good superhero movie, but like that's just more of them like doing more experimentation. And I mean, I... 
for me it worked like i didn't mind that it wasn't like you know a great superhero movie i did enjoy that it was a great comedy though yeah it was a great comedy and i liked how the mcu especially with black panther they're bringing in unknowns or indie directors and indie actors and unknown actors to do the parts of these fantastical characters and these fantastical stories and giving their take on it well you know of course disney and you know kevin feige they're putting their you know, their hands in it and saying, we want it kind of to go towards this direction and that direction. But the, you can still see the director's vision, especially in the cinematography of Black Panther. I love the way, especially the opening scene when he's, they're like, tell me a story. And it's the story of Wakanda and how the Black Panther came about. Like, it was a good intro to the movie. Yeah, it was a good mm-hmm. backstory without having to do a whole backstory movie. I liked it. Yeah, and I like that they started out with like um, you know like um, Kilgore's um, origin story rather than like having to have flashbacks later on in the movie. Yeah. So like just they just set up everything at the beginning and then like let the story flow. And, and I like how it's you don't know that kid who's watching the ship take off from Oakland in 1992, 19, the early 90s. Yeah. yeah. You don't know that's um, Killmonger. Killmonger, yeah, sorry. Kilgore. Yeah. That's a street. Yeah. In here in El Paso. Okay. <laughs> No, but it's true. No, but like I like how it's you don't know that's that kid and then you go in and you watch the movie later on, they introduce like, Oh, that was the son and it shows him running up to the apartment and then it, there's his dad, you know, dying or dead. Yeah, I think that made it more dramatic later, which yeah. is the right time for it. You don't want to start a movie off that heavy. I mean it was pretty heavy, but you, you throw a kid into it and it's like, Oh, my heart. My soul. My soul. <laughs> So I thought that it was very well shot. It kind of started off slow for me until that car chase scene. It was like very fast and furious, like the first two movies. And I was like, yes, that's when the action started Wait, getting which, really good. Which first two movies? I don't know. Fast and the Furious movies, like the good ones. Okay. <laughs> Before the they ones, overkilled the, the actually, franchise. The ones that actually dealt with the cars and actually had a storyline to them. Yeah, and I mean, there it was a good amount of action and the storytelling was really good. The costumes were awesome. It was it was just altogether a really enjoyable movie for me to watch, even as a standalone. And me, not being a comic book person like Nick or Albert and knowing backstories, I'm just like, ooh, pretty. <laughs> and I liked it. It was enjoyable. No. Okay, and I have a question for you too, Nick. How much did you know about Black Panther before they announced that he was going to be in Civil War and he was going to have a standalone. Did you actually read the comics or was it the announcement that was like, hey, maybe I should look into this? Uh, just like the uh, like surface stuff. Well, I, I, I mean, I say surface stuff, but I guess like I don't know how much other people knew. Um, but I mean, he's, sh- he's shown up in the Fantastic Four. He's, he's had his own um, comic books, uh, stuff like that. Like I've never like dealt like too deep into his like mythology and stuff like that, though. So it was just like a casual reading of Into the Comics. Yeah. Okay, but but enough to know who the characters were, like Ape Man, who you don't know who Ape Man is. Uh, Turbo the Ape Man? That was a, <laughs> that was a cartoon no. when I was little. Uh, um, no, um, it's the... Uh, he's in the he's in the movie, but his character is completely redone. Um, oh. Mabok or... Mabok or... Let me pull it up. Uh <laughs> I don't know. No, no we're pulling and it up. Quite frankly, I don't care because it was a good movie. And actually, I'm just like, yeah. No, but that he person. actually is a major character in Mubaku. the movie. Mubaku. 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 Yeah. 
the leader of the tribe in the mountains. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the, no, that's true. Um, yeah. He is actually eight man in the comics. Oh, he okay. is actually someone that, like, he were to if a fisherman were to have found Black Panther dying at the end of the river, he would have taken advantage of that and tried to have taken the throne from him. Like, he is one of the antagonists in the comic book series. And I mean, in the movie, he had the option. He had the option, and they, of course, they made him to be an ally in the end. And this is where it, it, like, goes into, okay, people say that it had an agenda. If you watch it on its own, it's an enjoyable movie. You don't have to find an agenda. But if you're looking for stuff... You're going to find it. This is what we were talking about earlier. Like, you may know what you want to do. But if what you want to do isn't going to give you the desired outcome, then why do it? Like, don't go on a power trip if you're going to be hurting loads of people in the process. And I kind of get that, but like, uh, I, th- I think they kind of have to understand. Like, nobody's like trying to like make them feel guilt or anything. It's just you know, violence and you know, discrimination is just a part of our, our, our history as like you know, colored people. It's we're not trying to rub it in anybody's face. It's just and, part of it. And so I don't, as color, we don't mean. I mean, yes, predominantly it is a black culture issue. Right. But it's happened to the Asians, especially the Japanese in World War II. They were put in concentration camps here in America. That's not necessarily talked about a lot, but it was a segregation. It was a divide issue. Hispanics, we tend to be dealing with that sort of thing more now. Mm-hmm. With we're no, We don't want to get too political, but it is something we're dealing with currently. Yeah. I, I mean, it's hard but to get... But I mean, and nobody's trying to feel guilt out of it, but if you take it all as just people, just people, like, uh, what's the name of the guy that was in charge of the border? Uh, I can't remember. His lifelong friend who's married to, or is the love of his... The guard. The guard, his, his second general, in command. Yeah. The general, yeah. Like, that guy. I mean, uh, we were talking about it, how Killmonger shows up with this guy, brought him justice that his king couldn't give him. So he's like, this is the guy I want as king. This is the guy I'm pushing. But then there's, you know, no spoilers, but there's a turning point where he looks around and he's like, you know, this isn't what I wanted. I like this how guy s- isn't giving me what I need. I like how you say no spoilers, but we spoil like half the movie already. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. We'll, spoiler warning. Spoilers I will put that in the sh- too I'll, deep in spoilers. I but I mean, there's that point. Like, it, and it happens with multiple characters. You stop and you look around at what's going on and you make the decision for the greater good. You don't make it for yourself. You know, and it's it may have been what you wanted to start with, but look at what's going on. You have to ask yourself, did I do the right thing and how can I change it? If it had any message, that's what I got from it. No, and like the movie all around is pretty much Everyone needs to be accepting and loving of each other and accept yeah. what other people have to bring to the table. Like when you get to the end of the movie, it's like, okay, Wakanda in the movie is in isolation. They've been in isolation for thousands of years, They've right? They've been a third world country for and, forever. And secretly, they are the most powerful, the richest country in the world. But they don't reveal that to anybody because they've seen what the outside world is and they're not happy with what the outside world is. And... They want to keep to themselves. Like, why are we going to share all this with the way the world is? And that's a big part of the movie. 
But at the end of it, they're either like, we can help the world so much more with our technology and with what we know, with our knowledge. If and that's share. what it should. And you share what we know, which we should be with every society. We should share what we know, what we've learned, what we've been through, and come to a common ground and move forward. And mind you, everybody was like, well, what can you offer us? That's pretty much everybody's attitude and that's up a, until halfway I, through the movie. And it's not just the UN people. Uh, and it's what, even Wakanda. What do you have to offer us? And what's the best part of the movie? That is the last line of the movie. What can Wakanda, a farming nation, offer the world? And then it just shows T'Challa just smile, and then it cuts to the credits. It's like, yes, we can show you so much more, and you don't even know. And that's what the world should learn from other cultures. I think that's what the movie was trying to push. What can we learn from each other? Just throughout the whole movie, everybody was acting in their own self-interest. Like, Mm -hmm. they wanted to stay in society, like, hidden, because that was in their own Mm self-interest, because society as a whole acts in their own self-interest. I Mm -hmm. mean, that's why you had the whole injustice thing, like, why are we going to help out, like, okay, like, well, Game 2, why are we going to help out black people, like, if it's not in our best interest, like, if we put them at the same level, then, like, we have nothing, I mean, it's, it's like a, a power thing. What do you lose, exactly, and yeah. it, and that's, that's what you have to see from it, you know, Wakanda was worried about letting outsiders in, you know, they saw enough of the world to want to make a change, there's nothing wrong with letting in outsiders and learning from them. You're not pushing anything on them. You're sharing it. If they want to take it, they will. If they don't want it, they don't need to. Uh, and one point I, I, I loved about the movie is in the final battle sequence, like Killmonger's dad told him, the sunsets in Wakanda are the most beautiful in the world. And his last moment is like Black Panther takes him to go see that last moment. T'Challa takes him to go see that last moment. Here's the sun setting. And he says, like, it is the most beautiful thing in the world. Because he's like, I'm going to die in my homeland. I think that's what's going through his head. It's like, I'm going to die in my homeland. I'm going to die where I'm supposed to die as my birthright. Well, and I don't know. and then T'Challa looks at him and he's like, we can heal you. And I think at that moment, he was like, I know you've done wrong, but we can learn from you. And But because of where he was raised, mm-hmm. um, Killmonger... Says like no because you're gonna put me in a cell, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure that wasn't what T'Challa was thinking. But that's what Killmonger felt because of the way he was brought up. Instead of yeah, he didn't give him a chance. He to didn't find give him out a chance to find out who he really was within the land he rightfully belonged in. Yeah, and I think that was a very deep moment at the end, and a lot of people took that as like, oh, they're being friendly now. It's like, you, you got to understand the context of well, it at that moment. Well, I mean, Killmonger was an American. So, you know, give me liberty or give me death, I think, is the basic American thing. And, you know, not going too political, but, I mean, it's, you it's, have the black power movement that's like, you know, you're, you're just going to oppress us. They've been oppressed for so long, and when they, they like, they're, I don't know. For me, it's like, people are people. You know, and he he felt like, okay, he was finally on the same level. And then he got to a position within his own country where he felt like he was going to be put back in a cell, you know, back in that little box that he broke out of. And it's like, no, I don't want that. And any American would act the same. Any red blooded American 
that's wouldn't kind of, want to be put in a box. That's kind of been his whole life. Like, I mean, you grow up as a black person yeah. in America. Like, he was treated as, as a second-class citizen, you know, growing up in the 90s in Oakland. Yeah. And then, like, even his father told him that, like, you know, like, Wakanda wouldn't accept you because you're not, like, you know, you're not fully Wakandan. You're, like, you're part, you're part from another world. Yeah. There so, was, like, he was just, like, yeah, he was the, the, There rejected. was segregation of yeah. Excuse me. It was, you were not fully Wakandan, so we're not going to accept you, but you're not Wakandan, so we're not going to help you in another country. Like, even yeah. though we're all from the same lineage, we're all... In that movie, they dealt with life started in Africa. Yeah. That's and, where and everybody came from. They like, do say that. They do say that. By your thoughts, didn't this, you know, all life start here, so all people are your people. And he says... I'm and, not and, the and, king and, of all people. I'm the king of Wakanda. And, and, and Killmonger says that he's like, didn't life start here? We're all the same people, and but he feels that and that's a very American argument. And it's a, yeah, <laughs> it is a very American argument, and it's it's just two extremes. It's I think it was showing the way you make social change, and the way people tend to make social change go. Yeah, and it's, I think it's, it's hard to get into this movie without getting political. We're just giving our opinion on yeah, that. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, if you don't dove into politics, it's still a good movie, but we're looking for those ties, and we're saying it because that's what we're seeing all over the message boards. People are like, stop pushing your agenda on me. It's like, what agenda? Just enjoy the movie, man. It's just about loving each other, sharing, being humans together, and people are pushing all this and it's like okay you see where they're coming from but looking at the message boards for this movie it tells me we still have a long way to go yeah and i, I think a lot of people don't recognize uh things and just going back to like um the whole like t'challa and killmonger thing like uh killmonger saying like you know all, all people are your people um i think like t'challa like accepted the only reason in the first place he accepted the um the, the battle by combat or the trial by combat thing was because he was recognizing Killmonger and he was accepting him, but like Killmonger didn't see that and he still felt like an outsider and yeah. still uh, wanted to uh, like push his own, like, uh, we need to like arm people. Yeah. yeah. And you know, he was accepting it because that was tradition. And that's what a lot of the movie is heavily based on tradition, your heritage. This is the way we've done things, and it's worked for this long. You don't need to improve. You don't need works. to improve on something that works. And yes, a lot of it is just like, you know, outside of the uh, tribe from the mountains. I can't remember the exact name of them, but the tribe from the mountains. Everyone else was like, okay, you know, T'Challa's dad, T'Chaka, I think it is. Yeah. You know, he's been the king for this long. He's made this country prosper. His son is the, you know, the heir by birthright yeah. to do this. So when it comes to who wants to challenge him, they're all like, they all decline. They all say, yes, he is the king, you know, because they've known it for years that he was going to be the next in line right. because of the way the country was won, it run. It wasn't broken. Don't fix it. Let the family who's been ruling and been leading us to prosper rule. Right. Why change it? And then, of course, the clan from the mountains comes in and they challenge. And he still proves, like, I am still the strongest. I can still take care of my people. Then Killmonger comes in and says, I want to challenge you. He challenges him and he wins. And he doesn't just challenge him, like, on a physical level and become king. Like, he challenges, like, his beliefs and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, he, like he, I mean, he's supposed to be the villain. 
but like I think he's gonna change Wakanda for the better. And like I think the the movie showed it at the end, like when he's willing to help other people, like he outreaches to the rest of the world. So like Killmonger was a, a villain, but at the same time, like he really did progress Wakanda. Kind of like a Judas. <laughs> you <laughs> want to start tying little, yeah. religion into there? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot biblical of ties undertones everywhere. to this movie. Yeah, and Maybe. I mean, and then that that also tells you. You know, there's some undeniable truths that people have been speaking for thousands of years. And, you know, it, it shows up again and again. History is repeating itself. It's just our time to pay attention. That's what I think anyway. But, you know me, I just like things and watch movies. I have no major political opinions. <coughs> Where did that dog come from? What dog? <laughs> 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 I don't see a dog. Uh. <laughs> Our listeners can't see a dog. Can you guys see the dog? I don't have a dog. <laughs> this isn't fair. Um. <laughs> Where's Doug? Did he follow Albert? <laughs> oh, anyway, Albert's back, guys. Uh, in case you didn't know, we record this while uh, eating cupcakes, drinking coffee, drinking beer, and drinking, drinking beer, beers. But and also, we record this. Hoping our kids do not walk in because uh, Anita and I are married. We do have three children. Uh, oh, yeah. We were going to call this podcast uh, The Kids Are Asleep because that's the only time we can have a podcast. But they're awake and we're still doing it. So Yeah, they're watching YouTube right now. But I'm still not parents. wearing any pants. What? Nick is not wearing Nick. any pants. Nick, where are your pants? I don't know. That should be the podcast name. <laughs> Nick, where are your pants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We're, no. we're, we're just... We're just but dabbling here to get Albert's fix. And thank you for... For indulging for you? For indulging me on that. Thank you for indulging I, me with cupcakes. Uh, of course, I got to feed you guys to do stuff with me. And uh, I understand, like, you're, like, I mean, you, you, you mentioned this before. I don't know if you mentioned the pad, like the podcast, but, like, you know, um, the claw, like, claw. Like, he was, yeah, like, uh, the central character in the comic books, but, like, he was, yeah. like, disposed of so yeah. easily in the movie. Yeah. And the thing is, like, a lot of the Killmonger... Um, uh, just um, any villain that deals with the Black Panther uh, mythos, um, like Mubaku mm-hmm. and all them, they are all f- given their weapons and everything through Claw, Cassius Claw. And he was just... He played a small but pivotal role in Civil War. Mm-hmm. And in the first act of maybe the first two acts of Black Panther, he was the main antagonist. Mm-hmm. Like he was the one who was running the show. And I thought he was a great villain. He was doing what I thought Loki would have done in the Avengers. He was messing with everybody. He was and just then, having fun. And, and he was just doing what he loved. And he's not the brains behind it. Okay, let's talk about how people said that this antagonist rivals Tom Hiddleston's Loki. False. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's that, false. <laughs> well, in, our, in my opinion, in, anyway. In, in her opinion, in my opinion, I think Loki I told is... Albert, Ego was a better villain, and he's like, who? And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> and Ego, for those of you who don't know, Ego, the living planet from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. And, and Killmonger wasn't I, I, even in my top five favorite villains. Maybe they were going of like uh, misdirection because like Loki always gets found out by Thor. But like I guess Thor knows like you know Loki's tricks, but he always gets found out. But everyone like, knows Loki. Yeah. Every, you know he's going to do but, that. Like, nobody found out like what like uh, you know um, 
what uh, Michael B. Jordan's character was doing. Killmonger. Until, yeah, I can't, yeah, I was going to say Kilgore again. Killmonger was doing <laughs> until, like, you know, it was too late or... Yeah, and, you know, I, I think everybody just loves the prodigal son story because, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's Loki. You know, he kind of has this misdirection, but it's like, hey, I see what you're doing. Nobody saw it coming, but then at the same time, he didn't cause... The chaos. It wasn't. It wasn't as dramatic. He caused just as much chaos if you think about it, but it just yeah. wasn't in the grand dramatic flair that Loki it, would have done. It, it wasn't out, quite as entertaining. Take out to me. all the characters from Black Panther, and you can implant characters from the Avengers, like the. I, we still can't remember his name, but the who? best friend of T'Challa, who is the love of his bodyguard, oh, yeah. he could have easily been the Hulk. Because remember, at one point, the Hulk. And Iron Man go at it, and then they get split, and and like Loki planned everything out for him to escape the helicarrier in the Avengers. You can see that yeah, but that's his grand intricate plan that nobody saw. Yeah, and that, and but see, Killmonger, you see the steps, you see a how to. Like I mean, as it's happening, he tells you like, and "This they, is how I did and it." And they explain that it's a how-to, yeah. Because he's like, "Oh, he and he went not, to Afghanistan, he went to Iraq, and you know." Blah, and then, blah, it, blah, but blah. then it's like you watch it in in the Avengers, and it's like Loki, you tricky bastard! Like, you know, it's kind of like a oh, it was Loki. And, and then, then at the end of the Avengers, it's like, oh shit. Is Loki? he a good guy or a bad guy? No. He keeps you on your toes. No, yeah, but no, he he, <laughs> he is like. Deadpool. He's an anti-hero. He can be good. Yeah. He can be bad. It depends on the situation that benefits him. But he's always entertaining. Well, he went through this yes, whole like <laughs> redemption arc in the comic books, and that's probably why I like the cinematic universe is drawing him towards like uh, being an anti-hero. Maybe. Uh, just like uh, well, like mm, just yeah. like diving off, like you know, like um, just going off the rails here. But like Killer Frost in the DC universe used to be a villain, but now she's more of an anti-hero in the comic books, and um, now they're doing that more in the the Flash TV show where she is kind of an anti-hero more than a hero. So like they, they, they're drawing from the source material. Mm. So like I think that's where they're getting it from. And I think a lot of it is if we make them an anti-hero, we can sell more products. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, okay, Killmonger wasn't essentially entirely a bad guy. He just felt he was right. I mean, and, and like, that's that's the dangerous, that was the most dangerous thing I think about him is, yeah. is that he thought he was in the moral right. And that, I mean... Not to be like you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. But you bring but like, it up, and yeah. it, I mean, it's an undeniable truth. Like everybody thinks they're in the moral right, and that's what's yeah. so dangerous about like um, you and, know, and that ideals. Goes with, that goes with anything, whether it's in the comic books, or, uh, comic books or real life. It's the person who thinks they are the most right. Yeah, and that's what causes the arguments. That's what causes and see what the causes split. the problem is that everybody wants to argue, nobody wants to listen everybody thinks they're right like i mean it's not like you know they're a uh, typical like 80s 90s villain where like it's like world domination it's just like these are my ideals this is what i believe and i believe it to be right yeah and that's a lot of what we deal with in today's society which is why i liked black panther because it deals with that like this person thinks he's right but this person thinks he's right and at the end of it you're like you know what you are right to a point yeah, and, and that's I where you think it like like the whole we need to arm everybody to be right to to fight our battle, and then T'Challa is like, we don't need to arm people; we just need diplomacy. We need to get ourselves out there to help everyone else with the knowledge and the power that we have. If people understand, like, hey, look at me, 
I am T'Challa. I am the king of a country, and I'm doing things diplomatically. I'm doing things the way it's supposed to be done. I'm doing things in a nonviolent way, and we're still making change. And because of the country he comes from, from now revealing themselves to the world, look how much change I can make around the globe because of what we have that was should have been shared decades ago. But see, uh, and I mean, if he if he hadn't have died, Killmonger, I mean, they could have done great things. It was just about meeting people halfway and not arguing the whole time, well, you know. And I mean, you can you can see lots of ties, like we said, to what's going on today. But that's when you're looking for it. Either way, it's an undeniable truth, and it's been going on for thousands of years. This is me just speculating, but I think Killmonger would have gotten like a little um, like impatient because, I mean, T'Challa is like, well, we can use diplomo- diplomacy because like that's the world he grew up in, and like yeah. their ideology is like spawned from where they grew up in. So like yeah. Killmonger coming from like West Oakland, like all he's known is violence, and like that's just you know that's just the world he grew up in. So he, he that's why he tried to use it. So. Like T'Challa's methods might have seemed a little slow to him, I think. Probably. Uh, and, and I mean, it just goes back to, you know, you take a step back, listen to what he's saying. And this is something that I like to do because I was always getting in trouble for talking back at people, quote unquote. So I'd let them talk. And my favorite thing to do was, but what about this? If you do that, won't this happen? What would you do if that happened? And I had to make people think about it. And I think that was, you know, my growing up. I went to, you know, a school where everybody was, like, very well-spoken. Everybody always thought they were right. And they taught us to debate properly so that things wouldn't get out of hand. So, I mean, you just debate it. You You don't argue. You You have to debate. You'll be an adult about it. You make your arguments. And you're like, okay, this is what made sense from your argument. And this is what made sense from my argument. And we reach a middle ground. And... What I felt, if they didn't kill Killmonger off, he would have been the Loki of the Black Panther side mm-hmm. of the universe. He could have been that. Just I am not as some, entertaining. I, no, no, yeah, not as dreamy <laughs> and not as. <laughs> well, uh, to each I mean, their Michael, own. I mean, he Michael was pretty yeah, dreamy, yeah, 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 but yeah. he's. <laughs> I mean, look, he's a little crazy, and you know how I love crazy. Yeah. Robert. And, well, <laughs> well, Nick, uh, we're all a little crazy yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, something. <laughs> no, but he could have been the Loki of that side of the MCU. He could have been that antagonist that kind of comes in behind the scenes to kind of push his own agenda. But like I said, in in a uh, Thor uh, Ragnarok, Loki is still the anti. Bad guy, good guy, argument. Self-interest guy. Yeah, self-interest <laughs> guy. But he knows, like, hey, our world is going to end. We need to we need to do this together. And according rumors and everything like that, like, he's going to die within the first five minutes of, of Infinity War because he has the Tesseract. Because even though he's like, I'm going to help my people, but he's still going to get the most important thing that matters to him, that gives him the most power out of where he lives, right. you know, which is the Tesseract, which is one of the Affinity Stones. And then, of course, Thanos is looking for them. And who has it? It's Loki. It's going to end badly for him. <laughs> I, I feel it's going to end badly for him. And Killmonger could have been that guy. He could have been like, I'm doing this for my own self-interest. Oh, wait, this is bad for everybody. I need to team up and protect myself interests 
play the long game, don't play the short game. Yeah, play the long game, don't play the short game. That's what he could have been. But the fact that Killmonger had an ideology, um, because like to like they they contacted the spies around the world, and there were people who agreed with Killmonger. So like they're out in the real world, away from Wakanda, and they see what's going on. Mm -hmm. So he found like you know like not everybody was on board, but he found people that were from Wakanda that lived out in the real world that thought like his father. So like that's I think he might have been a little bit more dangerous than Loki because your ideology will spread and you know like whereas like you know um, in a where's Asgard Asgard yeah Asgard like everybody's loyal to um, you know Odin yeah and like everybody's of the same mind Uh, Wakanda everybody's a little bit more human and like the fact that they are out in you know the real world yeah yeah they see these things. And they could have brought that back into Wakanda, yeah. and then See, it would just it, spread. Yeah, because like with, with, with uh, Asgard, they're like, "This is how we do things. We run the nine realms. This is how it goes." Well, and then when it goes it, to they're separated in from Asgard, yeah. nobody leaves. Yeah, uh, everyone. Like, I mean, the only two people Odin who leave sent Thor, much are, and Loki found a way out. <laughs> yeah, Loki found the run out, and Thor just kind of went. You know, because Thor got got uh, kicked out. He got sent to Earth oh, yeah. to learn humility, which is Thor one. And then Loki came along, but in Wakanda, they're like, "Okay, we are s- actively secluding ourselves from the rest of the world, but we need to know what the rest of the world is doing." So they send spies out, and those spies are either agree, what, oh, excuse me, with what Wakanda <laughs> is doing. Like, we need to monitor and we need to assess. And then there's the others, like Killmonger's dad, who was like, we need to help our people. We need to do something. But Wakanda doesn't want to help with their technology and their knowledge. So we're going to take matters into our own hands. And, I mean, that's that's good. You know, everybody needs revolutionaries. But hindsight's always twenty twenty. There's mm-hmm. always a better way to do it. I mean, I don't know. It's it's like I said, this movie's good as a standalone. There's no agenda. Whatever agenda these people are pushing, I can see where it's coming from. That's where all this is talking, you know, all this extra talking where we're like, not to get political, <laughs> not to talk about race. But I mean, those are the ties because people are talking about it. And it's like, you see the consistencies you see, like, okay, yeah, you see where it lines up in the real world. And uh, some people get threatened by it. <laughs> and, and and that's the thing. People shouldn't be threatened by no, other people's they views. Sh- it's should, just it, it, a movie, guys. It's just a movie. and Learn from it, it if you want. Or, yeah, and then but you don't do, argue. <laughs> yeah, and then you can get into the whole political spectrum of it. And there's no need to get into the political spectrum. Uh, subtext of the movie but if you see it that should be a sign for you to do something about it (laughs) yeah either you agree or disagree do something about it we know we're not trying to push one side or the other we're really trying to push the middle ground as you know even though you don't meet you may or may not see that and look at it from the rational view that's what we're trying to do yeah i mean like if you get angry because you're like i don't know like i i know i've heard like you know the whole blm thing but like if you get angry about that, I mean, like, that's just part of, like, you know, what life was like for black people in America. If you get angry about it, like, do something about it. Don't just feel like, 
you know, BLM's pushing an agenda through a movie is like, this is a very real part of our history. And yeah. like, I'm sorry if that uh, like, you know, offends you, but like, you know, <laughs> but it's I, happening. Yeah. But I'm also not sorry. Cause that like, that actually did happen. <laughs> it's I, like, uh, yeah. I, I don't know like, what to I tell mean, you. You can't just erase things. And I mean like, uh, the Confederate flags and the statues, people are getting mad cause they're tearing them down. It's like, yes, that's a part of history. Yes, it happened. Uh, I mean, but like, I mean, it happened. You know what I mean? I'm not pushing like, oh, it should have stood up. And I'm not pushing like, oh, let them have their statue. To me, it's a statue. If it offends some people, they need to, they need to see that it was just another part of history. It's like if they want to take it down, they have a reason to take it down. You know, it, it serves no purpose anymore. The statues does that were... Make, but uh, does that make sense? Like BLM serves a purpose because... A lot of colored people are still second-class citizens here in our own country. Yeah. And, I mean, a statue is just a statue. You know, it serves no purpose. What does it hurt you if they take it down? Also, a lot of those statues were resurrected or erected. Sorry, not resurrected. Erected. <laughs> um, way after the whole, like, uh, Civil War thing happened. Yeah, uh, and it's like, you lost the Civil War. Why are you putting up a statue? It's just a statue. Yes, it's history, but that's what books are for. Keep the books alive. Don't burn them. You know, if people want to read about it, they can. And, I mean, it's worth noting because, hey, this happened. Hey, people were hurt. Hey, how about we stop hurting people? Why are we trying to repeat the past? So, yeah, you can either leave or take the, the, the subtext. I mean, it's a good movie. Just enjoy it. It's yeah, I think that's a good note to end it on. It was just I a mean, good movie. It is a good note to end and it on. And everyone should but, enjoy. I mean, that's not the most... No, no, I wanted to end it on, but <laughs> end it on. Uh, what I like most about this movie is it had its own mythos to it. It had its own character. It had its own feel to it, just like a lot of the good MCU movies had. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to tie into the whole timeline of it. It doesn't yeah. tie in at all. Besides the beginning of it and the absolute end of the credits. Yeah, stay, to, stay to the, till the end. Yes, yeah, stay till the end. I'm <laughs> not, I am not going to ruin that. But those we of you... We shouldn't have to tell the real Marvel fans. But in case you don't watch Marvel movies on the reg, stay till the very you end. You know, like, I think, like, uh, I know you wanted to, like, end it on that note. But, like, I just think, like, um, T'Challa, like, you, you need to know a little bit more about his background before you go into the movie. Like, Captain America, I think it was, like, pretty, like, you know... He, he's uh, straightforward. Like, yeah, it was pretty straightforward, but, like, T'Challa has never trusted anybody. I mean, like, his... The, the main reason why he joined the Avengers was to spy on the Avengers to see if they actually, like, posed a threat to uh, Wakanda. It's not that he wanted to be a yeah. hero. He, okay, ended up being, he ended up being a hero, but, like, yeah. you just need to know that he's not a like, very pe trusting pe person. Pe people forget <laughs> that Reed Richards, Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four asked... Wakanda and T'Challa for help in a certain battle, and what did T'Challa do? He sent a missile that crashed into the Baxter building to give him some, uh, in the comics, adamantium, in the movies, vibranium uh, parts to use in their battle. And once T'Challa learned, like, hey, the Fantastic Four are allies, and I can trust them. He called them in the battles. And eventually, T'Challa became an Avenger and eventually became one of the leaders of the Illuminati who pretty much run the superhero, superhero universe in the background. Illuminati. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, like, there's an Illuminati in the Illuminati in the comic books. We'll and dive into that on our next. Episode. Yeah, that, that yeah. that'll be another. That's episode. for another episode, maybe not the next one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's not a very trusting person. I think you need to understand that before going into the movie and like feeling like there's some kind of agenda. Because like I like I mean this is just like who he is as a as a character. It's not like he's like oh well like you know I'm black blah blah blah. It's like no like this is just <laughs> Wakanda. Yeah, it, I mean, it, the it, king of a country. Yeah, I mean, and this it's, it kind of spells out on the, like the movie, like you know, we don't trust the outside world. So no, he yeah. is a diplomatic leader of a country who doesn't know who he can and cannot trust. I mean, at the end of the movie, he finally learns that he can trust Captain America in Civil War. Like he knows, like okay, this gentleman is on the right, and he's back in Wakanda. Which side note. At the end of Civil War, it shows Captain America and Bucky in Wakanda. When does that scene take place? When does that scene take place? Does it take place after Black Panther or like, like in, in between? I think it takes uh, place before Black Panther because then Buc- they sent Bucky out to one of the, the other villages or outside Wakanda or whatever. He throws him. But like, yeah, so like before Black... Or okay. So I think we should have like started this episode... With a big spoiler alert thing. <laughs> I, know, I, I, I will put that in the show notes so people can read okay. it and then there's going to be spoiler. This six weeks later, I guess, right? So that was six weeks. This is six weeks later. Yeah, and it was six weeks later. That's right. So I I don't know how long it took them to uh, heal Bucky. I mean, they can heal a bullet wound overnight. But I feel like maybe Bucky was being... Because like, I don't think they... I don't feel like they wouldn't left Bucky like in Wakanda when it was taken over. It's like, hey, like, what do we do with this, like, frozen white guy and this, like, you know, like, <laughs> yes, I mean, I, yeah. I feel like he no. might have been, like, you know, outside you. of Wakanda <laughs> in that village guy. where, like, you know, he wasn't the post what's, what, what's, what's this white stickle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, it, I think uh, that happened before Wakanda. I think that's, and, like, that's why, you know, Cap, Cap wasn't there. Okay. No, that makes sense. But, okay. What I want to know is, what do you feel about this movie as far as expanding the MCU? How does it expand the MCU? Like, like how, does, how do you feel this movie is good as far as the total narrative of the MCU? Like, how does it move Well, move I mean, it, like we said at the beginning, it's just a, they're experimenting with a different kind of storyline, a different kind of, well, not storyline, storytelling. <laughs> and, you know, it just shows that all over the MCU, there's stuff going on. There's lots of superheroes that don't have their own movie so it also kind of makes you think like what's going on in the other parts of the world while all this is brewing and while we're waiting for the infinity war yeah because not everything takes place in new york yeah what do you think nick i liked it i mean like it, it shows the fallout of uh civil war because i mean the next movie is going to be infinity infinity war so you're not really going to get to see, see the fallout of like what yeah, happened infinity between war. like you know the, <laughs> the yeah war war I, like, like this mm-hmm. is the movie is kind of like the in between. It's gonna show you like you know the the, the repercussions. Like T'Challa's father died. You know it it shook a whole nation. And he has to deal with it. Um, and uh, as far as like like you know, other, other than that, like I mean like if he ends up sharing his vibranium, it's gonna like you know, I mean maybe it'll change Iron Man's uh, technology or whatnot or. Oh, I, yeah. I think I think that's a definite like watching a movie. Their technology is like way more advanced than I than Tony Stark's technology has ever been. Yeah, like Claw's like arm, like that's gonna be way better than like a repulsor cannon. 
Yeah, exactly. He can just stun somebody and be like, okay, I'm done, and you can just arrest them. But, like, yeah. What do you think uh, wh- it did for the MCU, Albert? I'm sorry? What do you think that Black Panther did for the MCU what I think as a movie? Did, what I think as a movie, and as far as... What I'm going is more technology and political-based. Because as far as everyone knows, Tony Stark is the number one. He is the head of everything that's going on in the MCU, technology-wise. What about Hank Pym? Hank Pym's been more <laughs> in the background. Okay. But we're talking see like cinematic, not okay. comics. <laughs> no, okay, Hank Pym, as far as you know in the comics, he is... I mean, he's smart, but like in the in the MCU, like he's kind of just like the the only thing he's done that we've seen so far is Ant Man and the Wasp. Great Ant Man and the Wasp armor, but Tony Stark's armor. Like, okay, if you've seen the trailer for Infinity War, it shows what the extremist armor was supposed to be—the nanite technology that lives in his skin that can form into anything that he wants. What I think is. The Iron Man armor is going to get upgraded because of the Wakandan technology. Like, he's like, hey, look, this is what the Condons are doing. Look, I mean, if you watch the movie, Black Panther's armor comes out of nanotechnology out of the claws on his necklace. And I think Tony Stark adapts that into his latest armors in Infinity War, where it just comes out of the skin. Like, it just. And I think that's what. Infinity War is going to do is going to adapt the Wakandan technology with Tony Stark's technology, which is the most advanced in the MCU up until Black Panther. And it's just going to make everything exponentially better. It's going to make the technology better. It's going to make the armors better. It's going to make the weapons better. But at the same time, when everything gets upgraded on the good guy side, there's the black market side of it. There's the bad guy side of it. And it's going to make the enemies, like Thanos, that much more dangerous. Like, if anybody's read Infinity War, as far as the Infinity Gauntlet in the comics, you know a lot of people die. Like, that's inescapable. And you know in the comic books, like in, in the MCU a lot of people are going to die. Like, that's inevitable. And it's been leaked a little bit by, you know, Hulk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and But, like... Mark Ruffalo. Mark, right. Yes, Mark <laughs> Ruffalo, if you don't know, has incidentally said everyone's going to die. And that's why I liked the expansion of the MCU through Black Panther because it's like, here's technology that's never been there before that can expand on technology that we thought was the most amazing technology at the time. That's what I'm taking out of it. And that's regardless of anything political or anything like that. Yeah, like we said, well, what we wanted to end the the show on is that, you know, all agendas aside, it's just a movie. Go watch it. Go enjoy it. And uh, let us know what you think in the show notes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Let's start a conversation. Yeah, we, let's. We're uh, always open to talk. We don't yeah. want to argue, but we do want to talk. Yeah, we do want to talk. We do want to reach See out more, to all of you. More views. Or correct us on our, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, comic yes, yes, yeah, yes. I, <laughs> alcohol, cupcakes, and coffee aren't yeah. uh, no, the best thing if, for, if for if coherence of uh, podcasting. If we, <laughs> if we do have anything wrong, 
please comment. Let us know. And we'll acknowledge it in the next episode. If we got something wrong, we got something wrong. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Albert will. I will die on this hill. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Nick's going to be our special guest star like all the time. Right. Because so. Nick, we kind of. Like, Even if I know I'm wrong, I will die on this hill. <laughs> on this hill. <laughs> you guys, we record on a hill. <laughs> all right, guys. Well. Thank you for joining us. Th- yes. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Hopefully, this is the first of many episodes to come. Because so Albert can stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, those husband-wife issues. <laughs> <laughs> pillow talk, guys. You guys are listening p- to Pillow p- Talk. P- p- yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much you are listening to Pillow Talk plus Wait, Nick. What, uh, pillow Talk plus <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Nick has a twin bed next to us. Now, <laughs> 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 we keep changing locations. All right, guys. See ya. All right. Bye.